How's it going? Spring is officially sprung. It's here. Like three weeks later. Four hey, weeks later. Hey, but it's here. Hell yeah, here. And it's coming in with some force. Freaking like 84 degrees outside now. Yeah. But anyway. We're the Trophy Husbands. I'm Marcus. I'm Nick. Yeah. Um, we don't have snow. And it's not raining. And it's not <laughs> shitty. And... It doesn't look like some gray apocalyptic wasteland as some, like, first-person shooter. Exactly. Doesn't look like Fallout. <laughs> Spring has come to central Pennsylvania. It has. That it has. <laughs> so I guess since it's not Fallout, it could be Far Cry. It could be. And considering all the crazy characters that are around here, it might as well be. Oh, God. Lord only knows. Yes. So... You sent me a couple of interesting articles over the past week. I did? I did? One of them included um, the difference between a hand towel, or like a drying your hand by paper towels, or drying your hand by... The air. The air. Yeah. We learned that drying your hands by air is not very sanitary. It's not. Uh, Apparently, since there's fecal matter in the air... When you use the hand dryers... I can dryers. feel it in the air tonight. Fecal matter. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> can you do that at karaoke? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm holding you to it. <laughs> I will be there. <laughs> and filming. <laughs> for all of it. You can feel it on your hands tonight. Fecal matter. But it's funny because they, they say this like this is the more like more sanitary and right. Well, you would think because you know with well not now for a lot of places it's like you run your hand over and the paper towel comes out automatically. But for a lot of places you still have to hit like a handle or something like that. So you would think that would be more unsanitary than you know sticking your hands underneath a dryer. But there's always that one asshole that just like wipes his hand on his ass and touches the handle. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ah, you're not clean anymore, you fuckers. Pretty much. It's just it's that one dick that's just like, let me go. There we go. There's always that one person that's gonna fuck it up for everybody else. I mean, isn't that just life in general? Yeah, it is. Like, you know, there's always. There'll be like really good and cool things happening and. Then there's just that one dick that comes up, and then they're like, all right, well, we got to put in this regulation, and this regulation, and this regulation, and this rule because of that guy. I wonder what that is for, like, specific things. Like, there's got to be different instances of everything where it's just like, it was all good. Until. Until this person. I mean, you know, going to go political here. President Trump just put out a, a new order to... Rein in and make tighter controls on the welfare system mm-hmm. and whatnot, and to make welfare recipients work to and like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you gotta think back in the day, though, like it was probably a pretty solid system for people that absolutely like could not work or they really needed the help and that kind of stuff. But then you had a dick or two that came along and it's, screwed up the entire system. Yeah, and, that's all they know. Yeah. And, like, I I don't disagree with Trump. There's obviously certain situations. For, first time, like, forever I don't disagree with him. There's, for, there's situations where he, where 
it may or may not be applicable for two for them to be working or not be working. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I read once about like a mother single mother of like three in a very bad neighborhood then had to go on to a bus for three hours to go and work at a place and then three hours back kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so in that kind of situation, like, you know, yeah. that might not be the best. Like those kids are motherless for, you know, like eight or nine hours mm-hmm. when they're outside of school. But then there's other situations where, you know, you have Tony sitting down just being a bum. Yeah. And just the way the system is set up, it was funny because uh, my mom was talking about that. Uh, the other day, cause she works with nonprofits and she sees it all the time. And the way it's set up is, I believe if if you all qualify, everybody it doesn't go by household; it goes by individual. Mm-hmm. So let's say like you Lopez Dante, you all live together, but if you all qualify, you can all get different benefits on your own. And then, huh? Did not realize that. Yeah, because it's not by house; it's by it's by person. By person, individual. So, yeah. So if everybody's an adult under your household and they all can get it they can all apply so you can have an entire house all on welfare mm-hmm. well again i mean like that's that's ex- brings up to exactly the same same thing we we're just saying like there's just certain situations certain people that like ruin it for the rest of us kind of a thing like welfare was set up with the best of intentions like let's help our poor and needy and then you've just got lazy schmucks that are like well we're just going to use the system yeah, and sometimes, like, um, my marketing teacher one semester, shout out to Miss Madden, she was an awesome <laughs> professor. Um, she was no like, relation to John Madden? Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> if you keep getting A's, you might pass the class. Thank you, Miss Madden. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, she was, she was doing a, a, she was working with a program one time, and it was helping people transition and get life skills and stuff like that. Sure. So I could get off of welfare. And one of the ladies, she 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 said she did really well, but she pulled her side, told her straight up. She's like, "I'm just gonna stay on welfare because it's going to give me more money than it would in the workplace." Like you see, that's the kind of crazy stuff. It's just, and, and and so again, like for once, I don't disagree with Trump like pulling up regulations and whatnot. It's just like you know, there's. I'm not going to say bad people, but lazy people that just are like, well, I can use the system, so why not? Yeah, and I mean, if you if you, if you you have the system set up in place and it's working for you, obviously, I can't really, it's it's not that good on her part, but I can't fault her, because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. But yeah, certain people, speaking of broke things, did you see they're going to stop giving out uh, water and flint? I did see that. What the hell's up with... Do they have the water system fixed? No. Why are we going to stop giving out free water then? Because, again, on the on the scale, on the, the people in the demographic, they're impoverished people, so they don't give a shit. That's just ridiculous. It's just like, really? You're going to take money from... Or water from these poor people who can already show signs of, like themselves and their children being affected by the lead in their water kind yeah. of thing. Like, I remember I uh, I heard on NPR, they were, they were interviewing this one lady who said it severely hurt the mental health of her child because her child went from being, like, straight A's kind of thing to F's, D's, and failing 
Like, within a matter of, like, a year or two kind of thing. And they went and looked and, like, get a CAT scan and whatnot and found, like, she had physically degraded in her mind because of the lead. Yeah. If this shit was happening in, like, Fresno, California, or, like, Silicon Valley, right? this would be priority number one. But it isn't. The hell of Flint, Michigan, apparently. Yeah. Like, that's... Uh, no, I did see that, and that did make me upset. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. If they haven't fixed the water system, then the water should still be handed out completely free. They're not going to fix the system. That's the thing. Like, they're not going to fix it. They're, they've essentially said, you don't get resources, even though they fucked up the water system. They're using freaking lead-lined pipes. Like, come on. Like, what, what are we, back in the 1930s where, because uh, it wasn't that long ago that those pipes were laid either. Like, it's in, what, I, I think I saw it was like 70s or 80s. I mean, it's not like the 1930s or 40s when it was lead paint, and that's just because people didn't know better. Yeah. It, it comes down to, a, like, an issue of race and class. Like, they don't see these people as, you know, the upper echelon, so they get shit on Right. It's a shame. I mean, it's a freaking shame. And I'm, I'm sure there'll be some activists along the way that will raise some hoopla about it and whatnot. Which, rightfully so. Yeah. But... That's just ridiculous that government would even consider stopping giving them water. Government's a fucking joke. Like, let's be... Well, I mean, if Trump can get in office, hell yeah. <laughs> hey, let's call it, let's call it space. space. <laughs> it's, it's always been... Like, not always. I don't want to say always. But there is definitely the, the sentiment of the rich get richer. And... The poor get poor. The poor get poor. And if this does not hit our agenda... We don't care. We don't care. And it's it's crazy because if you honestly pay attention time and time again, it just proves itself. Mm-hmm. And people are just like, I don't, I don't get it when people are just like, the government has our best interests in hand and we just got to trust the government. No, they don't. They've got the people who are lining their pockets best interests in hand. Yeah. I'm, I need to hit the Powerball <laughs> so I can make sure I get clean water. I'm going to hit the Powerball, and then I'm going to start lining their pockets and be like, so, doesn't have to be anything big, but, you know, just during your big speech here about human rights and, and, and all this kind of stuff, just, you know, slip in a uh, Trophy Husbands reference. And be like, yeah. Trophy Husbands podcast. Exactly. And then, in the Syria. <laughs> yeah, man, just like, this. oh, man. It's essentially just, like we said, like I said, it's presidential mean girls, but on a bigger scale, it's just the cool kids table. That's all it is. That's all politics is, really. Especially with this cabinet and how many people are getting fired Booted and, yeah. and swapped in and out. It's just like... Musical chairs. Yeah, do these positions mean anything anymore? Right. Because it was like... At one point in time, when you worked for the government and you worked for the president, people were like, oh, well, like that's a good job. Exactly. Like, now people are just like, and people laugh in your face. Mm-hmm. Crazy times we're living in. I just need to hit the Powerball, damn it. We need, we, we need to go for government. We need trophy husbands in the White House. 
It's not going to be any more scandalous than anybody else in the White House, so I don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, especially if Luke's there, so we all know it's going to be scandalous then. I mean, if JFK could do it, so could Luke. <laughs> <laughs> president or Vice President Marcus and Nick, we could, you know, swap in and out. We could do we, we could do one term where you're president and another term where I'm president and you're Vice President and vice versa. I think we could kill it. We could rock it. Yeah. We, we could be like, all right, welcome everybody. We're doing our podcast still, but in the White House, call me Roosevelt because we're doing our, our version of Fireside Chats. Now let's talk about poop. Hey. <laughs> it's good for you. Well, five would never hurt anybody. Hey, to be honest, let's, we'd probably be some of the most entertaining presidents ever. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, the bar's set pretty high on this one. <laughs> Entertaining but serious, like actually taking responsibility of the job. Alright. I mean I do have to say, I was watching I don't know, it brought it YouTube brought it up in my my feed randomly. It was Bush's George W. Bush mm-hmm. last what is it? The press dinner or whatever the heck it's called, I don't yeah. remember. It was the last one of those that he was doing, I think. And he actually brought a comedian on who impersonated him. Like, who, who was got really big for doing impersonations of him. Mm. I think it was... I think he's dead now, but I think the guy's name was, like, Jeff Bridges or Steve Bridges or something along those lines. Okay. But it was hilarious because they had... They brought both of them up there, and they're standing both at, like, a, a podium with, like, the presidential logo on, and... It was kind of like uh, what Obama did, where on his last one, where he had uh, Luther, his anger translator, translator up there, because mm-hmm. Bush would say something, and then the comedian would go on and be like, say what he kind of like really meant, but like in his impersonation of Bush and everything, and it was really funny. And you just gotta look at him like, you know, there's a guy that obviously got made fun of a boatload, like Bush had his mispronunciations, all that kind of stuff. He got made fun of a ton. But here's the guy that actually has a good sense of humor about it. And it's just like, well, let me break one of these schmucks up here and, and do the uh, the press dinner with me and everything. I feel like you have to have a sense of humor in that job, and our current president does not. That's why we need to get elected. <laughs> exactly. Because God knows. We'll have people impersonating us and doing, like, the fake Trophy Husbands podcast. <laughs> and we'll still be like, eh, that's funny. <laughs> Take them out. You heard me, Secret Service. <laughs> I mean, I guess if we're going to get there, maybe I'll be the first president without a first lady, you know, just riding solo. I think there's been one president that was single. Yeah, but he wasn't, like, in the social media age, so I'm going to just, like, burn the village down. <laughs> Just rock it on Tinder, be like, alright, this is the uh, first lady this week, um, we might have a new one next week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Did you know that your your president is a surreptitious man of the evening? (laughs) First president man whore. (laughs) First president man whore. Exactly. Or make Luke your first lady. Luke and I in the White House would be... That'd be like a 90s movie, like, right there. <laughs> that 
That would be so bad. <laughs> it would be. It'd be Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It would be mayhem. I could just see it now, like, roll over on, like, a Wednesday at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Like, yo, bro, what you want to do? Oh, word? Want to go to Japan? Let's get on the jet. Like, <laughs> like, we see the president going to Japan. Like, what are you here to do? Look at awesome Does stuff. <laughs> What do you go to Japan for? I wanted to go to the Pokemon Center. God, what? Like, yeah, like, psh, try and go to Tokyo, man. Tokyo's awesome. Try to get some good sushi, okay? Alright. Get off my back. Like, and then, like, when they have, like, the dinners and stuff, like, uh, so we're not gonna have the dinners. We're just gonna go go-karting. That's <laughs> what so we're gonna do. Um, yeah, we ran out of this, this complex. There's go-karting and laser tag, so. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who have United Nations problems, we're going to figure this out on the laser tag field. <laughs> <laughs> I think this diplomacy could work. Have, get all like the old school Xboxes, like the, the first Yeah, the first yeah, Xboxes, yeah. Get them all connected with the, the wire and everything. Yeah, do it like room by room, like Halo 1 LAN parties. Exactly. I was talking about that with my co-op kids the other day, and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you had to physically connect... You had to have friends. Exactly. I'm like, they had to be there. They're like, you couldn't just go online? I'm like, no. <laughs> there was a way around it. It was like under underground something. There something. was something, but. Yeah, because I, I had played on it before. But yeah, no, you actually needed to have friends and be social. <laughs> even, even people who were nerds had friends. I mean, now mind you, they may have been sitting down in a basement at... 8 o'clock on a Friday night, connected and yelling at each other, but they had friends. <laughs> yeah. That was me. <laughs> it, I, did that, I did that too. I don't care. It was sitting down in my in my bedroom at my mother's. Because <laughs> my bedroom at my mother's was the basement. Yes. <laughs> I lived in my mother's basement <laughs> in my 20s. <laughs> Thank you, Dark Lord Nick. I know it. Here's this... Here's a sweet cutout you have of Master Chief. <laughs> oh, so, completely side topic. I gotta tell you, it was hilarious. I got called on by the athletic director to do, to help out with track this mm-hmm. past week. They had a track meet going on, and he's just like, Nick, I want you to be the announcer. Like, get up there and announce, and I guess the normal person goes up there and is like, alright, men's... Or, well, it says boys. Yeah, boys, geez. 300 relay starting in five minutes. But, me, you know, being me, I put on my flair to it. I, I put on, I got onto that mic and I put on my announcer voice for trivia. So I'm like, alright everybody, we have boys, 300 relay starting in about five minutes. And the next day, all I heard were the teachers and the coaches and even students coming up to being me, coming up to me, being like, "Oh my god, that was amazing! You were so enthusiastic!" And like, it was hilarious. Well, I've I've been to a track meet or two in my day, and it always sounds like they just like shook somebody out of sleep and made him <laughs> announce something and then put him back to sleep. Because <laughs> it's always just like, "Boys, one hundred meter dash up next on deck, we have." Girls shot put five minutes and it's like it, but like you gotta get like sound effects or something like get an air horn like, boop, 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 boop. All right. 
So we got boys 100 meter dash. So get ready to run, boys. Here we go. Well, I mean, like, that's kind of what I was doing. And, like, apparently everybody loved it. I Literally, I walked into one of the break rooms while the staff was on lunch. And the one coach, he's a teacher as well, just stood up and started clapping for me. I'm like, what? And he's like, you were awesome. And then all the other math teachers were like, wait, what? What do you do? And it's like, you, Nick, do it, do it. Do your voice, do your voice. And so I did my voice. And the one math teacher, she's like, oh my God, you are perfect. For, you need to be on radio. Why are you in IT? Little do you know, man. Exactly. I'm on internet radio. <laughs> They'll never look at you the same again. If they hear any of, <laughs> if they hear any of this. Any of this. <laughs> He's such a kind young boy. Balls. Boom. Satan box. Yes. <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If anyone in my professional world ever heard anything I record. <laughs> they can hear it. I really don't care. But, yeah, you don't. I do. <laughs> they already know what they're getting. You know, you know, you know from the door. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely clean it up because it's work, but yeah. <laughs> but I want one of those announcers for just everything. <laughs> it's like now making grilled cheese, Marcus, and then you just have like the horns going. <laughs> just look around, yeah. I have to make the fuck out of this grilled cheese. <laughs> and now going to take a gigantic dump. Here goes Nick! Boy, 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 boy! Now for one round of consensual sex. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Are we going into overtime? It's good! <laughs> Going overtime here, folks. We'd like to thank our uh, sponsors. That'd be Gatorade. You know, quench your thirst. Trojan. And, and granola bars. Yeah, <laughs> granola bars for that protein. And Trojan. Block them fucking babies. <laughs> Let's go back to the field. Up, oh, round two is starting. Here we go. That would be fantastic. I agree. Everybody needs an announcer in their life. <laughs> I mean, again... Wherever the weird guy is with money, if you want somebody to announce it... <laughs> Just follow you around, but like... And he's putting it into the... He's sliding his card into the machine! And it's good! It's accepted! He has credit! He has now bought the giant rubber fist, and we would like to thank... <laughs> like to thank Excitement Video for letting us film here. <laughs> and, uh... Back to you guys. <laughs> back to you guys in the studio. Thanks. Back to me in the over on the field. <laughs> Same outfit, just different ties. Exactly. You just have ties you're pulling out of your pocket and throwing on. This is great. <laughs> it needs to happen. It really does. It definitely does. Just like, and he decided to go with the 87 for his fuel, and now he's putting it in to his car, and it is going, and it is filling it up! <laughs> he's definitely practiced this technique before. Uh, he's got really good form. You know, just the way that he grabs it, but also looks to make sure that he is uh, close to his amount. Look at that tight squeeze and then placement for the holder on the handle there. Yeah. He's definitely done this before. 
But uh, yeah, let's let's see. Let's see how this all pans out. Wait, wait. Nine eighty-five. Nine ninety-three. Uh nine ninety-eight. Can he do it? Can he do it? Ten dollars! He does it, he clinches it. For the tenth spot, alright. That would make life so much better just to have somebody like that. Unless like you could figure out how to turn it off and it'd be really annoying. <laughs> As he going down to lay in the bed, it looks like oh he's bending. Oh he's curling up in bed now. Oh, he appears to be putting a pillow over his head. I'm not entirely sure why. <laughs> We've never seen this movie here before, folks. Let's just take it all in. <laughs> he is clenching the pillow to his head. Oh, geez, he just threw something at me. <laughs> here we are playing Parenthood. Looks like that Taiwanese hooker really did him in this time. <laughs> Guys, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's pulling an usher, but he decided to not let it burn anymore. Here we go, folks. He's not going to let it burn. <laughs> wow. The announcer of life needs to be a thing. He'd die. Oh my god, yeah. He'd die because I'd kill him. <laughs> He'd be announcing everything. Yeah, it was just like... Uh, especially, like, imagine going to the bathroom at Merce. He's like... Here we are in this really tight and close space. Uh, he's pulling it out. He's going pee. Looks like those vodka crayons are coming back. <laughs> or in the case of Merce also, though, being like, and he's stumbling his way up to the bar. He is, he, he is going to try to get another drink. We're pretty sure he is drunk. Guys, they can hear you. Shut up. Now I've hit the back bar. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Yeah, yep. Well, on that note, let's call it a sewed. Let's do it. <laughs> Alright, my name is Marcus. You can find me at Q-U-E-Z-M-A-V. That is Twitter, and that is Instagram, and S-I-R-M-A-V. That, my friends, is my Snapchat. Take it away. And then you can find me at nlens42, that's N-L-E-N-Z-4-2 on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to hit up the official Trophy Husband's Twitter at the True Trophies. On that note then, everyone, have a good day, have a good week, have a good month, have a good year, have a good life. And we'll catch you, as always, every hashtag Trophy Tuesday announcing your life. Peace! And he clenched the outro! <laughs>